the nine o'clock slot that we're going to talk about now, and that was the um, the Raiders getting their revenge for week one, uh, beating the Chargers 27-20. Um, so the Raiders are in a little bit of a run here. Um, maybe, uh, Brian, do you want to kick us off on this one? Uh, I see you're, you're good on the stats as well. Give me some good stats on this one as well, if you can. Oh, well, I don't have made too, too many stats on this game, but... Uh, like, oh, community... shit. I, I re... Oh, sorry. Actually, I do. I do. I'll tell you where the game turned. Three plays in the tour quarter, 14 points for the Raiders. Essentially changing the game dramatically. Look, you make my... That's a stat. Right. Good man. There's a stat. Um, I'll always <laughs> give you a good stat. Look, uh, three weeks ago, Josh McDaniels, the Raiders head coach, was being talked about as uh, the next head coach before. They just lost to the coach, Jeff Saturday, and, and his... Uh, opportunity to be a head coach of the coast. He lost that game and everybody thought the world had collapsed. And since then, they've now won three games in a row, two overtime and a significant game in the division. I make my feelings very clear on this Chargers team and the Chargers head coach week in, week out. Um, you know, as Dunphy said, would say, they're a share of spoofers. And they, re- and they really are because yesterday again was an opportunity uh, in a big game to put themselves in a position. Bearing in mind, they wouldn't have been aware of the Jets results, which would have impacted on them being back in the playoff positions. They go and lose a game against a big rival. And one thing I'd say about this Raiders team, we said it last week, they are playing for this head coach right now. And Josh Jacobs, who's their running back and arguably is probably going to be the, one of the number one targets for most teams come free agency in March because it doesn't look like as well as he's playing. You know, he 303 yards last week. He didn't have similar numbers this week, but he got the touchdowns. As well as he's playing, it doesn't look like they're going to honour him with a new contract. And he put the game away. Um, there was a big, long, strong drive at the end to put the game away. And these are the type of games in the past the Raiders in particular would find ways to lose. But right now, Devontae Adams is playing. We're starting to see Devontae Adams and carry that relationship. They had a flea flicker touchdown last week in Seattle and they, they did it again this week. This time from Mac, Mac Collins to, to Devontae Adams. It's a significant win for the Raiders. They're playing the Rams yeah. on Thursday with an opportunity to win four games in a row. And maybe they aren't, maybe they aren't there with this wild card race. Maybe just, just another story to be, to be told. Uh, from a charge perspective, it's nil all early in the game. They're on a fourth and two. And again, this head coach continuously decides to go for everything on fourth down instead of taking three points when offer. Maybe it would have came down to a little bit of a different strategy towards the end of the game. They may not have been down by seven. They could have been down by three or four. They could have been very different. I just don't see, bearing in mind the closeness of every game in divisions in particular, where you're giving away opportunity not to take points. But this head coach was brought in, brought in to fix the defence in particular, and we saw again on the last drive, they can't stop the run. They allowed Jacobs to go up and down the field on him for large parts of the game. And when they really needed to stop, they couldn't do it. And that sums up this Chargers team. We just don't know from one week to the next what we're going to see from them. Yeah, defence probably not fixed then is probably the takeaway there. Uh, all right, uh, Mark, how about you? Uh, any other any other insights yeah. on that one yourself? Yeah, you, you want a couple of stats, Calais. So I'm going to say... Yes, to I do. It, I want yeah. stats. Well, I mean, okay. Does it does it feel like there have been more comebacks this year? Does it feel like there have been more fourth quarter comebacks or big point differential triggers? Well, the reality is they they it does because there has been. So at the weekend, the Packers and the Raiders contributed to the number of teams who have ten plus point comebacks during the game. Mm-hmm. Also, the Giants, Brian, will get to them. Did come back from ten points down, albeit only to tie. There have been 39 games uh, of that nature this season. That's the most in the NFL all-time through 13 weeks. 
Equally, there have been 62 games in which a team has come back in the fourth quarter to win or tie, which again is the most ever in the NFL through 13 weeks of games. So there you go. That's my that's my interesting stat for the night. I'm done. No more You're stats. The I'm good. You're the winner on the stats there. I like that. <laughs> um, but look, this is this Raiders team, and and Brian's kind of you know um, publicly hung the uh, charges there, so I'll leave them alone for a minute. I'm going to give a bit of praise to this Raiders team. I mean, they are responsible for several of those comebacks, having um, thrown away leads miserably a few times at the start of the season, including a couple of 17-plus point leads. Um, and when they lost to the Colts, Derek Carr gave a very emotional news conference, called out some teammates, got very teary on the news uh, on the press box. Since then, they're 3-0. Since then, they've almost cut it back down to basics. They are leaning on Josh Jacobs. They are leaning on Devontae Adams. Yet again, an amazing performance. Eight receptions, 177 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and it's almost like they've just simplified everything down. They're, they're not even trying to find Hollins. They're not trying to find Waller. They're not trying to find anyone else. It's hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs, throw the ball to Devontae Adams, don't do anything stupid, and they're getting wins out of it. Um you know, maybe it's a little bit too late for the playoffs. Maybe at the end of the day, that Colts loss will be the difference between them making it or not making it. But they are certainly turning this around step by step and um, showing some life in the season that was heading strongly in the wrong direction. And yet again, the only thing I'll say about the Chargers, this was a huge opportunity. You know, the, the Patriots are falling off with their strength to schedule. Um, there's definite opportunity for a playoff space there for a wild card space. They're not going to obviously catch up with the Chiefs, and they, they should be winning this game. They should be winning a lot more of these types of games, and those opportunities allow them to pass. It's obviously, we we recanted beforehand the um, the history of this. The last time they uh, they played the end of last season, of course, with the Chargers failing at the end, the Raiders getting the walk off field goal in interesting circumstances where a tie would have suited both parties to say the least um and not making the playoffs and too many times with the talent they are they're just throwing away the opportunities so yeah sorry yeah. Chargers fans there's the boot going in as well i know this yeah is, yeah, yeah. Uh, you t send your comments let, let mark know what you think of that um all right Gollum. Uh, i'm not requiring stats but if you have some obviously i'd love them uh, uh, but otherwise, I just wanted to hear your take on it. I think we, we have a fairly clear picture, but, but any other thoughts? Um, I, to me, I suppose, and Brian has um, kind of talk, talked a little bit around it already, but after that loss to, to the Coles, they went out and they got Jerry Tillery, um, former Charger, uh, former first-round pick, uh, who the Chargers declined the fifth-round option, and then he was released. And the Raiders picked him up, and that seems to have really kind of shored up um, their their D line, and has allowed kind of Chatter Jones to to break through. And um, the suddenly last year they were all about the pass rush; they were all about making opposing QBs uncomfortable, and that is what they are doing again. And much like uh, as a Manchester United fan, I remember Ryan Giggs would have these incredible years every time there was a contract up for, for grabs. And they we are seeing the same um, with Josh Jacobs. He's going to get paid. He has over 100 yards rushing in each of the last three. For uh, this was one, uh, did we all did we all go Raiders in this one? I think this was one where we where we beat the, the curse. Um, the the Chargers were one of the preseason favorites, um, but I 
I am not um, a big fan of any of their their wide receivers. I am a big fan of, of Justin Herbert, um, but I am definitely coming around to Brian's viewpoint on the head coach. Uh, I think he uh, may be a bit like um, Vic Fangio and others can be a very good defensive um, coordinator, but the head coaching gig it might be just too too big. And I think if the Charger or if the Chargers don't get things figured out. Um, very, very soon, uh, we could see certainly a change of head coach and potentially even um, a, a change in their front office as well. Yeah, interesting times. Okay, well, um, let's move on to the um, a few of the 6 p.m. games. So, uh, Colm, I know you were actually at the Minnesota Vikings game over Thanksgiving there, and uh, I, I was curious. It was it was a close, close game then. I guess we had another one, a close one there last night. Uh, they they fended off the Jets there for a late rally, and they won at twenty seven twenty two. Maybe you could uh, to give us your take on it there, um, and, and what you made of the game, and, and why you think it played out the way it did. Yeah, the, this Vikings team certainly um, come with a lot of skepticism from a lot of people um, because they they tend to adjust. So last year they did the same; they played the opposition, uh, but last year they inevitably found ways to lose games. This year, they find ways to win games. So their last four games, Kala, they've actually played the top four defenses in terms of DVOA. And they have come out with a three and one record, which is uh, seriously impressive uh, given what they they faced. And despite uh, some of the questions around uh, Kirk Cousins, that continue to, to be there. Uh, Kirk has been getting it done in Justin Jefferson. They have a ridiculously talented uh, wide receiver and their defense uh, turned up when they needed to them to yesterday. Uh, for the, the Jets, I, um, I think Mike White um, did okay. Um, uh, there's always this, when Mike White comes in, he starts off with a bang and there is all sorts of kind of giddiness around him. Um, but I didn't think he... He regressed a little bit yesterday, um, but I, I still think he was probably more impressive than anything that we've seen from the number two overall pick last year, Zach Wilson. So from my money, I think they will probably continue to, to play him. And I think they will just chalk this down to uh, a, a difficult uh, road game against a, a tough Vikings team. And for the Vikings, look, they're, they're going to be kings in the north this year there is uh, i think little doubt about that and the question will be um can the feel good factor that kevin o'connell has instigated in that locker room how far will that be able to carry them in the playoffs interesting they will be kings of the north so their watch has not ended uh, for all you game of thrones fans out there um mark uh any additional takes on that one uh i think uh, Callum's made his position clear but what, what about you yeah, I was a bit surprised when Colin was bringing up, you know, Mike White and the Big Bang. I wondered, was he going to talk about the scientific theory uh, or the famous uh, sitcom, the Big Bang Theory? Or, in fact, knowing Colin, it might well have been the South Korean boy band, the Big Bang, was where he was actually going to. But, uh, yeah, Mike White, I, I actually have to say, I think is a vast improvement on Zach Wilson. And the team is rallying around him. They all wore T-shirts with his face on in the build-up to the game. They they are believing in Mike White. And certainly when it looked like they were going to launch one of those famous comebacks, I was just giving you the stats on the last game, 
Um, I mean, they were down 17 points uh, in the first half. They were down 12 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, and White gutted out a run, effectively. And you could see almost the passion, the team, the teamwork, the camaraderie oozing between those Jets. Like Colm said, their comeback fell short. The Vikings did make just enough plays to escape with the victory, to escape in a, another one-score game, which we've obviously had a number of this season as well across the board. And the Vikings somehow are finding a way to fight through it. But I actually thought um, for the Jets fans that have suffered so, so long. I remember we did the uh, the draft show on Virgin Media a couple of years ago, and I described them as the William Shakespeare of the NFL because Shakespeare only wrote histories, tragedies, and comedies and the Jets' best days are in the history, and everything else since has been a tragedy or a comedy. Um, the reality is this is the first uh, time, maybe the Rex Ryan years, I grant you, in the early noughties, uh, you could in, uh, or early tens, if you like, you can include. But the um, this is the first time in a long time they've had a lot of hope. That's still an absolutely awesome defense. Mike White's given them a spark, and Robert Sala is one of the best coaches in the NFL, full stop. So nice. hope springs, but yeah, that those Vikings, yeah, we'll still see. We'll still see. All right, all right. Uh Brian, what's your take on that? We got a little bit a little bit of back and forth on it. They gotta lose the t-shirts. I mean, what's the t-shirts all about? He's not a rookie <laughs> coming into the league. I mean, it's cringe TV, you know, they're so they're so wanting to reward the guy for having been there for so long and not have had his opportunity that they're bringing out these t-shirts and everybody's talking so great about him after games. Um you love it's for merch everything. sales, surely. That's well, that's what they're doing for. Look, they, they must trust him because they allowed him yesterday. They called 57 passing plays yesterday. You had two interceptions. They've got a really strong running game there. And they kind of got away from that fairly early. You're asking for stats tonight. I'll give you a couple. Uh, three for oh, 16, yes. Three for 16 on tour downs, Mike White. One for six in the red zone, Mike White. You know, um, This Jets defense, which we were lauding on Thursday show, um, as one of the best in the league. And when they got back into the game at a critical point, they um, were 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They allowed the uh, Vikings, so hadn't moved the ball for, by and large, 12, 12 minutes in an NFL game, which is quite a lot of time, bearing in mind some of the drives you could have. They allowed them to go seven for 75 yards, uh, five first downs. The only five first downs in which they had in the second half were all in one drive, and they allowed a touchdown, which essentially gave the game away. And uh, I'm not going to buy into the Mike White stuff just yet. Yeah, it's, it's good for them because they've had such a difficult season with the previous quarterback, but... Um, the game was there to be won yesterday, and I thought some of the play calling by the head coach and the reliance on him to be the one winning the game for them was a bit unfair. And just to reflect on what the guys are saying about this Vikings team, and Colin rightly called out to me at the times last year in which they uh, they lost games they should have won. And I was looking through the list today of the games in which they have won at home with all these, you know, quite close games. And I, I looked at genuinely every team that's played there is probably walked away saying, How have we not won that game? The Jets yesterday will feel like they should have won it, bearing in mind the circumstances, how the game played out. The Lions should have beaten. They lost by four points. The Cardinals lost by five points. They had the game to win. The Bears came back and lost by six points. And last week, Mark's Patriots and the game which Colin was at, they lost by a touchdown. And every single one of those teams will have walked away from that game going, how did we not beat that Vikings team? But they are where they are. They're the second seed in the NFC and they're winning the close games. I would put a lot of it down to great uh, head coaching. Earlier on in the season, we were talking about who's going to be the coach of the year, and obviously the Giants and Brian Dable was in the running, Mike Fravel from the Titans, but how can you fault Kevin O'Connell? They're, they're up there in only one game outside of the fourth seed in the NFC. Another great win for the Vikings, who played the Lions this week in another difficult game. And 
every week the bookmaker doesn't fancy them. Well, I think the Lions are actually favourites to beat the Vikings this weekend, despite the records. So that's an unusual one as well. Um, great win for the Vikings. For the Jets, the Mike White era is off to a patchy start, I would say. Oh, did you have a counterpoint there, Mark? Yeah, well, yeah, Cal, I, I, I thought at first, Brian, you know, breaking down the Vikings' wins was going a bit Dennis Allen almost, like they are who we thought they were. Um, uh, I thought he was building up to a good old round there, but I can't hear the blasphemy against the Jets' defense. I mean, Brian's right, the Vikings did drive for a touchdown, and then what did the Jets' defense do? They tightened up, they gave the offense ball, the ball back twice, forcing two, three, and outs. So they gave the offense enough opportunities to win the game. Of course, it wasn't enough, but that that defense is amazing. Like, come on, give them give them their credit. It was a, it was a significant credit. time in the fourth quarter, Mark. All the momentum. I know they gave them the opportunity. At the the end, first quarter is always significant, though. Let's be clear. <laughs> all quarters. The second one helps as well. <laughs> all quarters are significant. Yeah. All right. Well, and also, uh, there's other Mike White. Mike White wrote the White Lotus and School of Rock. He's excellent too. Although maybe this isn't the forum to talk about that. But uh, recommendations, if anyone's interested.